Tidying up loose ends, ladies and gentlemen. Final segment for this week's edition of shows on what is the hottest form of Alabama football news, notes, and information. It's in my own words with yours truly, your man, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. I am live in studios. First and foremost, people, from my family to yours, I would like to wish each of you a very happy, blessed, joy-filled 4th of July weekend, Independence Day weekend, a happy, happy birthday to our country, our nation, the United States of America. As always, saluting the brave men and women that put their lives on the line every single day for our freedom, for our independence, just for our lives. And hopefully each and every one of you taking this week, taking this moment to enjoy time with family and friends. And although we were going to have former Alabama wide receiver Marquise Mays uh, join the show, had to do some rescheduling. We will have him on at some time very soon in the near future, continuing the conversation with former players, coaches, recruits, just guys that know and understand what it means to be a part of the University of Alabama football program. We've had a great week of shows for this week. We've gotten the chance to dive into Plan B when you look at Alabama's situation at quarterback behind Tua Tagovailoa. If in the event we see the returning junior Heisman finalist and consensus All-American go down with the injury, we want them to stay healthy. But if there comes a situation where he was to get hurt, we dove into Plan B for Alabama. And is that Plan B whether it's Mac Jones, Talia Tangavangoa, or Paul Tyson, is that plan B ready to go for 2019, the upcoming season? We also got a chance to dive into Xavier Williams, the redshirt freshman wide receiver, and could he be the next Floridian to come to the University of Alabama at wide receiver and be a game-changing player? But from those two topics, we tidy up loose ends with this right here. I want to have some fun. I want to engage the best fans in college football. Yes, I'm patronizing you. I want to engage the best fans in college football, the Crimson Tide fans. With this being 4th of July weekend, Independence Day weekend, I'm going to throw it to you. My top five players that I got a chance to watch in my lifetime rock the number four the best. And if you have some players that you felt like were great number fours, I want you to comment in the comment section here on YouTube. But my top five greatest Alabama players to wear number four, and I'm going to start this off at number five, and it was somebody that we were going to feature on the show, Marquise Mays, my number five player to wear the number four in Alabama. The reason why I have Mays at number five, he was not the strongest player. He was not the fastest player, but he was just somebody that embodied leadership, character, when you had to get the job done, whether it was with Greg McElroy or whether it was with A.J. McCarron, you could trust to find Mays on the field to get the job done. Here is somebody who played for the university from 2007 to 2011. His career numbers, 136 receptions, 
1,844 receiving yards, eight touchdowns. The 2011 year was a big year for him, 56 catches. 627 yards receiving, did have a touchdown, was a second-team All-SEC player that year. And the reason why Mays is at number five is, at two in 2009, he was a big part of Alabama's Southeastern Conference Championship win over Florida, 32-13, making Tim Tebow cry. Was a big part of Alabama getting to the BCS National Championship game, but he had Julio Jones overshadow him, right? Julio Jones was the big face. You had Julio Jones, you had Darius Hanks, and then third was Marquise Mays. In 2011, Marquise was able to be the number one receiver. His ability to adjust from being the third option in 2009 to the number one option in 2011, having to settle A.J. McCarron into the role of being the starting quarterback as a redshirt sophomore and and being that leadership guy, being that security blanket, being that go-to weapon, those dependable hands. Mays is not only a receiver, but as a return man, really enjoyed watching him. He was my number five guy to rock number four the best. Dropping down from five to four, I go with Tyrone Prothrow, my original number four. Grew up watching this guy. Played under Mike Shula from 2003 to 2005. Prothrow came at the time where I was growing into my love affair, my fandom for Alabama football. I came in and the DuBose, Franchoni, Shula, Joe Kynes, Mike Price, and then Nick Saban era. So I came in during what you would call the locust years where Alabama was struggling, trying to get back to the top, trying to get back to the dominance to where guys like Wallace Wade, Frank Thomas, Paul Bear Bryant, Gene Stallings had this program earlier. So I came in the locust years, but still tried and true supporter with the love affair of Alabama football. But Tyrone Pro through his career, 58 catches, 863 receiving yards, had five touchdowns, had a yards per carry average of 14.9 in his career. That 2005 season was just special. 17 catches, 325 yards, three scores, averaged 19.1 yards per reception. The game against Southern Mississippi that ridiculously sick, nasty catch. I mean, to this day, I believe if Brody Crowell was to call Pro Throw on the phone, he's probably still going, bro, how in the Sam Hill did you catch that ball? He pinned the ball on the back of a defensive back's neck. They roll in the end zone. It was simultaneous. Tyrone Pro Throw makes the play. They call it a touchdown. I'm going crazy in my 12-year-old mind. It was unbelievable. Won an ESPY. Like, Tyrone Prother won an ESPY. I think he's the only player right now in Alabama history that has won an ESPY. Now, of course, Derrick Henry is up for an ESPY right now, but that's for NFL purposes, him being with the Tennessee Titans. I'm talking about strictly college football. Tyrone Prother is the only guy I know with an ESPY In terms of Alabama football, what an incredible catch he had. And he was even more dynamic as a return man. 29 
returns in his career, whether they be punt returns or kickoff returns, for 774 yards and a touchdown, and then just the gruesome hurt on my face in the face of Alabama fans across the nation against Florida in 2005. He comes down with that horrific compound leg injury, the tibula, the fibula just broken there and him being carted off the field. Just tough. Just really, really tough. And you never know how special that man would have really been had he stayed healthy. I think he could still hold a lot of premier records in Alabama history if he could have stayed healthy because he was electrifying. He was special. He was prime time when you look at Alabama football. Tyrone Proto, my original number four, and my number four guy to rock that jersey like nobody's business. Moving on down to number three. Gotta give it to running back TJ Yeldon, who played from 2012 to 2014, uh, the five-star out of Daphne, Alabama. I was in college with TJ Yeldon, and uh, there would be moments where you could be on an elevator with him uh, going to a dining hall, going to your dorm room. You could be walking across the quad with him to uh, class. You could be walking across the quad with him to a certain event, and you would never really know that he would be next to you because Yeldon was not a big talker. Didn't like to conversate a lot. Unless you really, really knew him, he was not a big talker. He was not a big conversator. Would smile here and there, but he was a guy that was really reserved, and he would get his business done on the field. As far as a running back goes, he would put on another face and just be Mr. Nasty. I mean, the kid, 576 career uh, carries, 3,322 rushing yards, 37 touchdowns, a two-time 1,000-yard back in 2012 and 2013. 2012, 1,108 rushing yards, 12 touchdowns. He tied the freshman record for scores set by Mark Ingram in 2008 and then 2013. Yelled in 1,235 rushing yards, 14 touchdowns. In both years, he had an average of over six yards a carry. This guy, a two-time BCS national champion, in or a two-time SEC champion, excuse me, in 2012 and 2014, was a part of the BCS national championship team in 2012. And a guy that, though he had some issues at times with fumbles, but be that as it may that's besides the point when he touched the football hit the whole well got up and down the field you couldn't catch him soft hands out the backfield toughness in between the tackles was just a guy that went to work did his business went back home a phenomenal player the number three guy on my list to rock that number four in honor of Independence Day weekend T.J. Yeldon Moving this down to number two, got to go with Jerry Judy for me. Got to go with Jerry Judy for me, number two, present day right now. Jerry Judy, the proud of Deerfield Beach, Florida, Deerfield Beach High School, five-star guy. Alabama brought him in in that top-ranked 2017 signing class. Did some things as a freshman, but this past year, the kid blew up. 68 receptions. 
led the team. 1,315 receiving yards led the team. 14 touchdowns led the team. Fred Blitnikoff Award winner. Also, consensus All-American. And a guy right now that was a juke move machine in high school, but has become a total package wide receiver in terms of hands, speed, athleticism, play recognition, pass pattern, toughness, understanding how defenses are going to play him and manipulating those defenses. Just an all-around big play target and a guy that right now I'm looking forward to seeing in the upcoming season. He's projected to be a top five player or a top five prospect for the 2020 NFL Draft. Some even have him as a number one or the number one overall pick on the horizon. But Jerry Judy, my number two guy in terms of guys, players that rock, but number four, the best for Alabama. Moving on down, my number one guy, my number one, number four, but I got a chance to see Eddie pick six, Eddie unselfish, Eddie Baller Jackson. I really got close to Bojack. Really, you know, love this guy. Great personality, just great overall young man. From him coming in, in 2013 from Boyd Anderson High School, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You know, Nick Saban picked at him from time to time, but he knew that Jackson had greatness in him. And from him as a freshman in 2013, him as a sophomore the following year to where he got hurt in spring ball, hurt his knee. It was a push for him trying to get back. You know, had some struggles regaining that speed. But in 2015, when they, when the coaching staff made that move for him to go to safety, and they brought in Mel Tucker, woo! It was oh happy, happy day. Eddie Jackson, six picks, Mister Center Fielder, Mister Captain, quarterback of that defense, Mister Funnel the ball in the middle of the field, Mister Flip the field, Mister Holler at a play when you see him in the street, you can't catch him. He gone to the house for a touchdown once he got his hands on that pigskin. Eddie Jackson enjoyed him. 2015, six picks that year. Left the team, picked off Deshaun Watson in the first meeting between Alabama and Clemson, helping the Tide seal the deal in the 2016 college football playoff national title game off the 15 season. I was there in Glendale, Arizona, University of Phoenix Stadium. Alabama getting that 45-40 to win. Jackson was a big part of that. But what I love the most about Jackson, going back to his unselfishness, 2016, I was at DWR Razorback Stadium in Fayetteville for for uh, Crimson Tide versus Hogs. And Minka Fitzpatrick records the interception, was the third pick thrown by Austin Allen. And uh, I'm thinking Minka Fitzpatrick is going to take a knee in the end zone. Out the corner of my eye, I see Eddie motioning Minka out. Minka comes out of the end zone. I'm thinking, no, 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 Minka, don't do it. Knee the ball down. Just knee the ball down. But all of a sudden, I should have just shut my mouth because Eddie Jackson knows what he's doing. 
He motions Minka out, and all you saw was the one-man Convoy Express. I mean, Eddie Jackson was the ultimate Uber. He sat there, got in front of Minka, knocked three guys down, knocked down a big offensive lineman. He took on Austin Allen, knocked him out the way, was the perfect convoy for Minka Fitzpatrick's 100 yards, blades of glory for a touchdown. Eddie, the ultimate player, and a guy that, just like Tyron Prothrow, was electrified as a return man, like Prothrow, like Marquise Mays, Eddie Jackson, big time in punt returns, and like Prothrow, just a freak injury in 2016 for Jackson against Texas A&M, gruesome leg issue, and it caused him to miss the rest of the season, despite the fact him being a permanent team captain, that was great. You have a lot of Alabama fans to this day that go, oh, if Eddie would have been healthy. Oh, if we would have had Eddie out there, we would have taken out Clemson. Alabama would have beaten Clemson in the second matchup that featured Deshaun Watson. But Eddie Jackson, tremendous player, outstanding young man, and my number one guy for the tie that rocked number four the best. It could have been worn in honor at the 4th of July. Folks, running back through this again, my top five players in Alabama history, my lifetime, to have worn number four like nobody else could. Number five, we had Marquise Mays, wide receiver. Number four, Tyron Prothrow, wide receiver. Number three, TJ Yeldon, running back. Number two, Jerry Judy, wide receiver. At number one, Eddie Bojack, pick six, unselfish Jackson at free safety. Once again, if you have your list, comment that at the bottom of the YouTube channel here. That's going to do it for In My Own Words, this week's edition of shows. As always, ladies and gentlemen, you download the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app for all Crimson Tide news, notes, and information. The iPhone App Store, your rocking team Apple, Google Play if you got the Android phone. Podcast options, as always, at the bottom of the screen. You subscribe to TDAlabamaMag.com. Be in the know. Be the smart fan. Check out the side. You also subscribe to Touchdown Alabama Magazine on YouTube. Getting with the brand with over 1 million video views. We return next week. We will continue with the conversations with former players, coaches, and recruits that know about Alabama football as the interviews move on. For all of us here at the brand, enjoy your 4th of July weekend. Till next time, folks, it's been in my own words. So long, everybody.